Blog Talk Radio. The following is a disclaimer. The views and opinions expressed on this show are those of the host, guest, and callers, and are not necessarily those of the Roman Show Network, its management, or other advertisers. What if I told you it was all a lie, and right now, everything changes? It's time for the best wrestling show you're ever going to hear. Their stories, their passion, from the independence to the big time. We have it all. We are the most intense, in-your-face, break-it-down wrestling show you're ever going to hear. So are you ready? Because this ain't your mama's wrestling show. This is Reality Check Radio. Hello, ladies and gentlemen of the podcast world of the internet world, internet wrestling community, and your mama. Guys, Welcome to another edition of Reality Check Radio. I am your host, of course, George Alonzo. Thank you very much, everyone, for tuning in to another great episode. And, of course, without this, I'm not, I'm not going to you know, keep on talking. I'm going to go ahead and introduce you to my sister from another mister. I'm talking about my COO. I'm talking none other than... Oh, God, do I have to say... Christina, why do you put this in your contract? Our lollipop queen... Christina, how are you? Fantastic, and even more fantastic that you hate to call me the lollipop queen. <sighs> Just the fact that you put this on your contract, on the fine print, saying every time you... It, wait, yeah. I'm missing some... What is this? Apparently now I'm supposed to also introduce you one half of the radio bombshells, and on top of that, the uh, breakfast babes? Yeah, one half. Of the tremendous duo that is the Radio Bombshells. Not only that, but also one half of the beautiful, the ones that are too sweet and too savory to handle, the Breakfast Babe. And of course, my reigning title that is, and forever will be, the Lollipop Queen, which... Not only do I want you to address me every single time we're on radio, but I want you to introduce me every time I walk into any room. Everyone will know. We'll see about that. We'll 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 ball for that tomorrow. How about that? Yeah. Because of course we tomorrow? do. Tomorrow. Uh, tomorrow. Yeah. yeah tomorrow we'll, we'll bowl for that. When we go down the list of everyone that is in our team, I want to be introduced on the fucking intercom as the lollipop queen. And he's the winner of the bowling match. Well, for Christ's sake, the, already the entire chat room is saying lollipop queen, clap, clap, clap. For Christ's mm-hmm. sake, you're feeding an ego here, guys. So, yep. guys, 
<laughs> and just the fact that you don't deny it. Guys, welcome to another great edition of Reality Check Radio. We have a great show lined up here for you. We have two fantastic guests here lined up uh, coming up here on Reality Check Radio, two very respectful wrestling promoters in the world of, of course, professional wrestling. I'm talking about Mr. Phil Stamper will be here, uh, and, of course, Mr. Chad Mines uh, will also be here on the show. And apparently, Mr. Chad Mines has a huge exclusive announcement only to may be made here on Reality Check Radio of an upcoming match that's going to take place at their next show at the SWF. But now that we're talking about shows and stuff, Christina, don't you also have a show to inform the fans about? Not only to inform, but reinform and re-remind them about the show that is happening for the Tornado Release. It is put on by SWE. It is the Tornado Release fundraiser happening on Saturday, March 4th at 7 o'clock at Cook Middle School in Adele, Georgia. Uh, Wildfire Tommy Rich will be there. Malia Asta, the body and quite of wrestling themselves. Francisco Siasso and Stormy Lee. Go on their Facebook at facebook.com slash sunbeltwrestling. Get your tickets for ringside for only $12 or just general admission for $8. And of course, if you are a first responder or an active military member, you will be getting in for free. So please, guys, go check them out on Facebook. Go buy a ticket. Support a great cause by all the families affected by the tornadoes that just happened a few months ago. Go check it out, guys. Definitely worth the price. Now, I personally know, you know, the king, Francisco Siazzo, uh, you know, for a very long time. That guy is no joke uh, inside the ring or even outside. He, he takes respect very, very seriously. Uh, you know, and and I've, I've had the honor of actually interviewing him in three separate occasions. So I am very, very happy to hear that he's going to be on that show. Uh, and, of course, the, the legendary Malaya Hosaka will be there and Wildfire Tommy Rich. What a huge lineup being set up for such a great cause. And, of course, you know, it, it, and so on and so forth. Now, also, you know, talking about respect, uh, Christina, one of the things that I want to bring up uh, about respect is just what just happened over the past weekend at Full Throttle Pro with Shannon Moore and Rex. This is an ongoing saga. You were there t- live to report on the situation. What can you tell us? Oh, yeah, I was there 100%. I, it was happening right in front of me. I posted you know, a video of it uh, on the Full Throttle page after they uh, released their statement about the incident. But basically, you know, during their match, um, you know, uh, the other members of the, uh, the gas chamber, uh, you know, tangled up Rex in the ropes, and Shannon Moore uh, continued to hit him in the head with a kendo stick. And not once, not twice, not three times, but at least four to five times, and then completely busted him open, you know, fell to the floor, blood was everywhere. You know, I saw him after the match. He is okay, but definitely in a lot of pain. And I am not surprised at all about Full Throttle making the statement that they did, stripping Shannon Moore of the Full Throttle title and banning him not only from Full Throttle, but also from the Kelsey Theater, which is where the show took place. 
That yeah, I saw the clips of that. I saw the letter that Full Throttle uh, put out after the incident. Uh, we will keep you, you know, updated on what's happening with the whole situation with Shannon Moore and Full Throttle Pro as we hear it. But now, guys, now that we're also talking about Full Throttle Pro, guys, Reality Check Radio will be hosting the Full Throttle Pro and Orlando City Pro Wrestling pre-show on March the 30th. Of course, you could catch it at Downtown Beatdown, and you will catch so many stars there, but two stand out the most. And, guys, I have to make this quick announcement. We have now our first ever exclusive giveaway here on Reality Check Radio. Of course, the exclusive giveaway is with Lucha Underground stars Dulce Garcia, formerly known as Sexy Star, and of course Daya from Lucha Underground. We're giving away a total of six opportunities to six loyal listeners to call in right here on Reality Check Radio, and you will be able to answer a question that we will provide. And if you get it right, of course, you will win the exclusive meet and greet with, of course, Dulce Garcia and Daya, which includes one free photo op with each star and one free 8x10 autographed of each star. So, guys, lines are now open. You guys could call in. The number is 714-868-0222. Again, the phone number is 714-868-0222. Call in right now and get a chance to win. Guys, two today, two next week, two the following week. So, guys, you have plenty of chances to win a total of six opportunities to win this exclusive meet and greet on March the 30th at the Guilt Nightclub when Orlando City Pro Wrestling and Full Throttle Pro Wrestling presents Downtown Beatdown with Reality Check Radio host Christina and myself hosting the pre-show. Christina, what do you have to say about that? Oh, it's going to be fantastic. It's going to be on that Thursday night, so please call in. Start off your WrestleMania week off right with meeting these two big, fantastic stars. And, of course, not only meet them, but also get a chance to meet George and I. Because who doesn't want that? Well, that, you know, <laughs> look at that, for Christ's sake. You know, it, it, you get to meet the lollipop queen, and you get to meet the face that runs Reality Check Radio. So <laughs> you get to meet four, actually. <laughs> you get to meet four stars. So, like I said, Christina, myself, Daya, and, of course, Dulce Garcia. So, again, guys, the lines are open. They're going to be open all night long for this contest. Uh, it would not be open during our guests while we have our guests on the show. But, again, the lines are going to be open all night uh, till we get off the air. Now, on top of that, guys, tickets to the event are sold separately. We are not giving you free entrance. You do have to pay to enter the event. So that is something separate. But we will give you the, of course, meet and greet valued at $20 each item. So you're saving twenty forty. Sixty. You're saving a total of eighty dollars, okay, to meet these guys. So do not fail to, of course, live up to this because this is an exclusive giveaway you do not want to miss out on. Christina, who are you looking forward to, uh, Dulce or or Daya? Daya. 
I love what she's been doing with Johnny Mundo, so I would just die at the chance to meet her. Although I would like to meet Sexy Star Dolce as well, but I don't know enough Spanish, and I'll embarrass myself. <laughs> well, it, me Espanol is no tan bueno tampoco, okay? <laughs> My Spanish is not that good either. So thank God we're going to have our translator there. Uh, well, one of them at least, because I know Raymond is one of our, our translators slash cue card guys slash international bookers slash... God, how many titles does our Raymond have? <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> anyway, I think he's he's beating you in titles, Christina. We'll have to change that. Don't worry. <laughs> I'm sure I can. Let, let me see. Huh? Does this include personal nicknames? Because I got a few of those. No, no, no. Personal nicknames, no. I'm talking about, like, titles for, for the company. I'll think of more. <laughs> I'm sure... You know what? Open it up. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Throw them in. Give me another personal title. <laughs> keep it clean, people. <laughs> I'll make that aware. Keep it clean. All right? Keep it PG. Oh, God. God, why are you opening the floodgates to such a situation like that? Anyway. Because I like to guys, it looks like it. So, guys, again, the lines are open. You could call in at any time. Just aside from times when, of course, when we have our guests available, uh, the number to call in is 714-868-0222. Go ahead and give us a call and get a chance to win this exclusive meet and greet with Dusa Garcia and, of course, Daya from Lucha Underground, valued at $80 a person. So you are literally saving a lot of money. You might be paying for an intro intro ticket, but comparing that to the $80 that you're saving to meet these people, come on now. (laughs) So another thing, uh, excuse me, man. Man, when I'm talking so much and I get so excited, my throat starts to get dry. Uh, (laughs) uh, Christina, do you have any other announcements for us? Um, yeah, actually. Uh, BCW, next next Friday, I believe, uh, in Queens, New York. I will be there alongside my other half, my other breakfast babe, my other radio bombshell, and, of course, I'm talking about Miss Millie Cruz. We will be there. Uh, we will be promoting as much as possible. So come see a fantastic show. We have fantastic stars like... Mr. Ask Billy Gunn himself. So why would anybody want to miss that? And of course we have former guests like we just had last week. Miss Faye Jackson will also be there, who I'm very excited to, to actually meet and go grab a drink after the show with. So of course, come on down, BCW. It's their first anniversary show. It's historical. It's been a year. Well, as a matter of fact, I think also our good old friend, our cue card guy, Raymond uh, Sanchez, will also be there with you. Even better. Even more drinks to go around after. Oh, God. Uh, Raymond, I know you're listening. You think you could handle these girls? <laughs> Answer that one. Nope. <laughs> nope. I, I don't think Raymond's going to be able to hang with you guys. <laughs> like, no disrespect to you, Raymond, but I've been around these two ladies, and these two ladies, let me tell you something, they're like the Ric Flair, but in women. <laughs> so yeah, a lot, if you could a lot convert Ric Flair... Excuse me? A lot more energy. No, that that's what I'm saying. Oh, God, he thinks he could, actually. Not many people um, can. You can try. You can try. 
Oh, God, this is going to be interesting. Anyway, uh, guys, now on to a, some co- uh, a couple topics before we, uh, of course, have our first guest here on the show. Uh, guys, just recent, the, the talk of the town, ooh, we actually have a first caller. Maybe, maybe it's our guest. Let, let's see if Mr. Stamper is calling in a little early. Yeah, this is Phil Stamper. Hello, How welcome to Reality Check Radio. Who's this? This is Phil Stamper. How are you? Oh, my God. What an honor, Mr. Stamper. How are you? <laughs> I am all right. How are you this evening? Uh, good, good, sir. Good, good. Hey, it's always an honor to have you, even if it's a little bit early. But, sir, welcome to Reality Check Radio. Uh, you're on with myself, of course, and, and, of course, our lollipop queen, Christina. I'm sorry that I'm saying that. She put it in her contract. I have no choice but to call her that. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, <laughs> so, Mr. Stamper, uh, before you know, um, you know, we start anything uh, here with the interview. I wanted to ask you real fast: uh, do, it, Can you give us an update? I know that you're preparing for surgery, uh, next surgery, as a matter of fact. Uh, you know, I know you've been going through second opinions and so on and so forth. Can you give our listeners a update on your on your health situation right now when it comes to your next? Sure. So uh, right now it is scheduled for Friday. Um, I am I am nervous. Specifically, they want to do what's called a two-level fusion. Um, so there's two discs that have bulked out um, and are against my spinal cord, um, creating something called spinal stenosis, uh, which you might have heard from before. That is what Edge has. Um, mine is not as yeah. serious as Edge's in the respect of, I think by the time he had to get that repaired, he was leaking spinal fluid. I am fortunately not at that level. Um, but he actually had the same fusion 10 years before that, um, that I'm going to be huh. So I'm a little nervous about it. Um, I, I'm, even though I've gotten a second opinion, um, I got a, a different opinion from a private like laser spine institute and i don't know how comfortable i am with that decision too uh so i've reached to yet another fourth opinion um to see if there's any last minute ditch thing i should really be considering um because it's nerve-wracking it's nerve-wracking to think that this is going to be a permanent implement in my neck that i'll be basically Mm -hmm. sitting on a on uh, sitting on a couch doing it you have to do exercises regularly, but more or less, I'll be at home in a hard brace for two months. Um, wow. And that's very hard to think about when right now I have range of motion and occasional pain. Um, and they're saying, no, it, 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 it's the status of the disc and where that's at. And so, yes, you need a fusion. So I'm very nervous. No, and, and, and I can't blame you for feeling that way. You know, it, it's kind of like... It's like how in the Edge situation where he had the surgery and it basically ended his career, uh, you know, I could only imagine for you, you know, and right now I could tell you right now, Mr. Stamper, uh, I'm receiving messages on Facebook and and in our chat room right now, everyone's sending me hashtag prayers for Stamper. So I'm going to tell you right now, our prayers are with you on that one. Thank you. I appreciate that. No, it's our pleasure, sir. 
So, you know, as far as the wrestling aspect is concerned, because, you know, <laughs> I have to admit, and, and so can you probably, you know, that neck injuries are probably the most common injuries in the world of professional wrestling. Uh, now, but before we start talking about injuries, of course, I want to talk about your, your start in the professional wrestling world. Uh, you know, you actually started learning about the world of professional wrestling even before you started training. So you kind of started paying your dues you know, even before training started. Tell us how that, that came up. Like, what knocked into Mr. Stamper's head to say, I want to do this? So, I mean, like, I think like anybody who gets involved, of course, I was a fan as a kid. And uh, I was a middle schooler who wrote to the promotions at the time, to Fit and Mutant and WCW, and even Global, uh, to ask about, I can't kids wrestle. I'm interested in learning more. And uh, WCW actually wrote two letters back to me. Uh, and in those letters, they mentioned training. So at 10 years old, I found out about wrestling training and that was um, uh, I'm sorry for interrupting you, Mr. Stamper. You're breaking up a little bit. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm actually about to pull over because I thought I was going to get home a little bit faster than I actually did. Um, so, uh, sorry about that. And then my no, sorry, Mr. Stamper. I, I just want to let you know. Thank <laughs> you. Um, uh, yeah, so I was a fan for the kids, knew about training, knew I needed to go get trained. And... I mean, the time I went to go get trained, I was also looking at going to college and the realization of I'm going to have to pay for college myself and afford to pay. And I couldn't really afford both. Nor was I immediately near a place to go to. So, going to college and paying for it myself. Um, I'm very fortunate to say I, I have a master's degree and I don't owe a dime of debt to people. Um, but I couldn't afford training. Huh. Knowing I wanted to go on and get trained, um, and it was, hey, I wanted to learn the business. I wanted to know inside out what was this thing I was about to look into. And that, what was the culture of it? Um, I mean, I, I don't even hear people today talk about you're, you're breaking up again, Mr. Stamper. I'm sorry. Um, no, it's okay. It's okay. I just want to let you know. Don't don't be sorry. It's, listen, this, we're only human, Mr. Stamper. We can't control the the signal of you know whatever phone we're using. <laughs> um, you know, it, it, if we had that power, I don't think we uh, will ever have situations with our cell phones, house phones, whatever fax lines. If that, if we had the power over that, come on now. <laughs> right. All right. I'm stopped for the moment, so maybe I, maybe I found a decent spot. If you can still hear me, okay. Yeah, I could hear you fine. Okay. Yeah. So I went on and I worked in the back in promotions, and I wanted to find out, you know, is this a business I want to get into, and is this a culture I need to be a part of? And I realized that it's just this crazy culture of people are doing all sorts of drugs and oh my gosh, horrible things to each other. It wasn't that. Um, and so I wanted to get trained. And then, uh, oddly enough, um, 
while I was in college, a doctor misread the test that I had. Um, I had a GI for a stomach condition and told me I had a precancerous condition. And so in my brain, I was like, it's now or never. I need to go get pregnant. Hmm. So, so went. No, and I wanted to ask you, in that case, did you have like certain things when like, and I'm sorry for interrupting your your story there, but did you have situate like because I know even at the the young time when people are training and and trying to get in the business and so on and so forth, they like mm-hmm. they always have that one day where they're like, oh my God, I'm scared or I don't think I could do this. Did you ever have a situation like that too? I did at times. I mean, I, I was fortunate in the aspect of when I went to training, I was already kind of involved with the business. So, um, like, when I went to go get trained, my trainer was like, oh, I know people are coming to the business. And I know this, this guy who's working. So, he already kind of knew, knew who I was because I had been working behind the scenes. Um, so, that made things easier. The worst was I was legitimately time, and I, I probably made myself more nervous thinking about I have this pre-cancer. Um, and then about two or three months into training, I called my doctor to be like, okay, what are you doing next? Like, when did you surgery and all this stuff? And he's like, what are you talking about? I said, well, huh. you told me in recovery that I had something called Barrett's esophagus, which is a precancerous condition. And he's like, mm-hmm. no, I never said that. It's like, yeah, you directly said that. My mom's a nurse, and she was in the recovery room with me, and I asked her about it later, and she said, yeah, you a- a- he actually said that to you. And he said, nope, never did. Your pathology is normal. He's like, uh, well, okay. He's like, well, can you come back down and talk to me again? And I was like, you'll never see you again. Hmm. So and, and- I stayed around it. Oh, God. And I'm sorry for interrupting you, Mr. Stemper. I have uh, listeners telling me that they can't hear you, so can you speak a little closer to the mic, if you can? Oh, sure, sure. So my, my apologies. I'm also afraid to put it up against the ear because I'm, I'm wondering if that'll kill the signal. Um, is this a little better? <laughs> yeah, that's, that's fine. Okay. So, um, so as you right? were saying. No, so basically, um, when when I realized my doctor was a little full of it, um, I moved forward and, and continued with with training and continued on in the wrestling business. Hmm. Well, in in that case, like when you entered the wrestling business, obviously, you know, you even came up with a secondary name, a gimmick per se. But I don't want to, mm-hmm. uh, you know, break the kayfabe there. <laughs> uh, you created the the name Nate Stein. So, and, and I hope I pronounced that right. <laughs> uh, yes, did. Yes, the did. last thing I need is to pronounce someone's name wrong on this show. But basically, uh, you know, you came up with the persona, Nate Stein. Uh, obviously, you're also a promoter. And, and one thing, you know, that a lot of people are afraid of, uh, whether it's from critics or your fellow workers and et cetera, et cetera, is when a promoter is also a wrestler. Can you tell us about, you know, the risks that you took when you did both? So I more recently became a promoter and, and more recently became the general manager of a number of different promotions. And 
that was an interesting transition. I mean, again, a lot of people in wrestling know who I am. Um, and outside of this injury, I already knew I was stepping away from being in the ring. Um, and so I wasn't as concerned about, you know, what the trap that some promoters fall into, which is, I'm going to book myself in the main event, and I can't trust anybody. So I'm going to put the title on me. I already knew that place I was going to set it. Huh. Huh. And if – excuse me, sorry. Uh, sorry. And and when it comes to promoting, uh, of course, Mr. Stamper, uh, being a, a wrestling uh, promoter like yourself – can you tell us, uh, you know, is is there anything in the wrestling world right now that, whether from WWE all the way down to the independents, is there anything you feel like as a promoter that people could be doing better? I Yes. I mean, just in general, I mean, promoter means one who promotes. I, I think at a very basic level, people need to understand the concept of, of advertising. Um on that side of the promotional aspect. Um, I see way too many people who put up a ring and think, oh, and now people will come, but forget the aspect of, oh, I should tell people that I'm putting up a wrestling ring. A lot of, a lot of people in wrestling are never told about how they talk about wrestling to other people. And for a long time, of yes. course, there's the big wall of, of, you can't talk about anything about wrestling. Well, but you're missing then that opportunity to say, hey, this Saturday night, come see me at this place. Um, social media in today's age, of course, allows great opportunity for those people who follow you on your own social media to now come to mm -hmm. the events that you are at. So it's only beneficial for you to use the tools that you have to put out there, hey, this Saturday I'm going to be in X location um, at X venue with this promotion. Come see me. Um, even as an individual wrestler, as a promoter, as you're on your promoter's website, Facebook page, but not just relying on Internet resources, well, what about your local media? Sending stuff to the newspaper, sending stuff to the radio station, um, sending stuff uh, to even local television stations. Um, mm -hmm. I mean, I've been part of a couple of promotions recently. Rockstar Pro um, has all sorts of coverage from local press in Dayton, Ohio. I work for a company called Infinity Pro out in Indiana, and I sent something out to local media. Well, the next thing you know, the PBS station in Indiana wanted to do coverage of them um, to talk about pro wrestling. And so you don't know what you have in your local area until you throw it out there to do and be professional yes. about it. Um, I, I, I don't want to out the person that just came to my mind, but if you are a wrestling promoter, just like if you are a wrestler, you carry yourself a certain way, you behave a certain way, you act a certain way. As a promoter, same thing. You should be professional and respectable and know how to communicate with other people. Um, yes. Showing up to a television interview in, in a dress shirt and sweatpants, which I have seen before, is probably not your go-to. Um, <laughs> and like I said, unfortunately, I have seen that before. Well, uh, with like I with your knowledge in the business, I'm pretty sure you have. Now, now with of course you mentioned you you've worked with so many great promotions. Uh, one of them, of course, Maryland Championship Wrestling, HCW. You know the 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 list continues. Uh, 
is there any promotion out there that that's caught your eye to say that one day Phil Stamper wants to work for that promotion as well? Has there ever been a company out there that has caught your attention? I mean, sure. I mean, I've I've been fortunate to work, like you said, with a lot of good companies, CZW and PWU and MCW Pro Wrestling. Um, I love being part of Revolver right now. They're, they're, they kind of have a little buzz. Um, it's exciting. Um, and I'm very fortunate to have, have this opportunity to do stuff with them in the scenes in many ways. Uh, I think there's plenty of companies out there. I mean, I would love more companies that, that are overseas. Um, I've, I've done commentary for Chalinga Mask out of Mexico. I would like to do more with them, but I know it's kind of in a lull right now for the amount of events that they run. Um, companies like, I mean, WXW in Germany, Westside Extreme Wrestling, just does a phenomenal job of, of how they have shown their own growth, how they continue to get better and to recognize that they're a production. Um, and I think it's a great thing to see, and I'd love to see more people take advantage of those kinds of things and just continue to build uh, and not just fall into that. And let's see how many people show up. So, and my final question before I turn it over to Christina, uh, I'm sorry, Christina, the lollipop queen, Christina. Um, <laughs> basically, <laughs> God, that name just, you know, makes people giggle. <laughs> anyway, my last question is, as a promoter, Mr. Stamper, you know, again, just like you've worked with many companies, you've also had the honor of working with so many great talents in this business, whether it was working against or working with or promoting for. Uh, who do you think right now in the independent circuit uh, that you've seen or that you've worked with is one of those kind of guys that we should all keep an eye on right now? On the on the promoting side or the wrestling side? Like, or, or, you know what I mean, as a wrestler or as a promoter? A uh, wrestler. Okay. Um, well, and, and oddly because I, was, I will say when I first heard I needed surgery, I was not in the best of places. Um, and so I, I realized I want to be positive. I want to shine a light on the good people who I know who are out there. Um, the your signal's breaking up again, Mr. Stamper. Like, I haven't. I swear. Um, can you hear me? <laughs> uh, talk again. Can you hear me a little better now? No, it's still breaking up, Mr. Stamper. Ah. <laughs> it's breaking up. Um. Probably is an issue with the uh, the the towers. Who knows? Because we had a. Miss Kira Hogan here a couple weeks ago, and we received memos uh, that I believe it was AT&T that was having issues at that night, and it was disrupting uh, service with a lot of people. Oh, wow. Yeah, so, and, uh, yeah, so I don't know. I, I don't want to put, I haven't looked right now to see if there's any, like, uh, tower issues. I haven't personally looked, but that, that's my first guess. Yeah, because right now I I didn't hear you at all. Like uh, you just broke out a lot right now. Uh, here I'm gonna let's try this. For some reason, my blue 
of course, today the Bluetooth in my car breaks down. Um, <laughs> so I'm now, I'm now trying to see if it will reconnect. And if it doesn't, you know, for some reason it won't work. Okay. Um, hmm. All right, let's try this. I'm going to put you on the steering wheel. I will not touch it. I think we lost Mr. Stamper. Okay, so I yeah, we lost Mr. Stamper due to signal. I do apologize, folks. <laughs> Again, like I told him, if we were, you know, if we were people who can control situations like this, things like this would not happen. And he's back. So let's go ahead and, and open up the line. Mr. Stamper, are you there? Yeah, I'm here. No, it's okay, it's okay. Yeah, I could hear you. Uh, talk. Let me see if it's clear. How does this sound for you? Okay, yeah, that sounds fine for me. Uh, Christina, what do you think? Uh, can you hear him fine on your mic? I mean, we will try our best. You know, you can't control everything, can't control the universe, so we'll try and get through it as much as possible. Uh, All right. All right, so go ahead, Mr. Stamber, as you were saying. Um. So, yes, I think on the wrestler side, um, there are a lot of great people who are out there to keep your eye on. Um, what's interesting is I've, I've had a good chance to see a lot of people grow. I think some of the people to keep your eye on soon, uh, Trey Miguel out of Dayton, Ohio, um, excellent athletic condition, um, high flyer, um, but understands uh, tech, in-ring technique. So he isn't just somebody who does a flip for the sake of doing a flip. Um, the same thing could be said about um, Flip Gordon or Travis Gordon out of Massachusetts. Such a tremendous talent um, on a UK tour right now. I think a lot of people are going to be, if they haven't heard of him yet, they're going to be seeing a lot more of him soon. Uh, Carter Mason out of Toronto, Ontario, Canada. Um, I've known him for a couple of years now, and he, I think, has finally found that niche, that thing, that will help to carry him even further. Um, he, he's now the king of the north, Carter Mason, and it's just great. It's just a, the way to see him leverage who, who he is in, a, in the ring and carry that into a persona. It's just working so tremendously well. Um, of course, my brain wants to stall for a moment, but that. Um, <laughs> Matt Gilbert and Jason Collins out of Georgia come to mind. Um, Ethan Case out of South Carolina. The Ugly Duckling. Oh, my gosh. I love the Ugly Duckling so much. Um, if you have not seen them in action, they are – not only are they a great team, they do great comedy wrestling. And that takes so much effort to do well, and they do it tremendously well. And funny that you mentioned them too, Mr. Stamper, because I was just watching a video of their, the most epic ugly duckling entrance that they've ever done, and I couldn't stop laughing. <laughs> you know, yeah. the, I, I, it, it was a phenomenal entrance, and it, it kind of reminds me, like, not not to compare apples with oranges, of course, but they, they to me, the ugly ducklings are the new day of the independent scene. <laughs> that is a very good comparison. 
Like, I, I, I don't know why, but, like, for like when I was watching the video today of the Ugly Ducklings coming out in their inflatable, you know, little ducks and, and, and all that, I was like, God, I would love to see them in, in, in the ring one day with the New Day. I wonder what kind of match they would give us. <laughs> mm-hmm. I, I dare ask myself that. I'm well, I'm just saying. I I enjoyed when I saw a non or total nonstop deletion. Um, I kind of knew that they were going to be there, but then to see that they were there was just was just such a such a great moment to watch. Yep, I agree. I completely agree. The only thing I have to say, it, 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 like now that we're spilling our opinions on the tag team deletion thing, uh, it, I have to say. Man, I I wish that the the bruiserweights got a little bit more time. Just saying. <laughs> and, and yeah. John Skyler and I think uh, uh, what's his tag team partner's name? Now my mind is drawing a blank. Corey Hollis. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I I'm just saying. I think they're gonna get more. I think. Um, I mean. Uh, I know a little bit more about Hollis than I do Skyler. Um, I, I've seen so much out of Hollis, especially. Um, I think they're going to keep getting exposed and keep getting more and more exposure. Um, I mean, and, and let's look let's look at where they would go. Let's look at NXT. NXT is slowly becoming um, the newer ROH. And I hate to say it like that. That's not a, a knock on anybody at anything. And any, you know, it's just when I look at it now, NXT. He itself has become a really decent promotion. And I know people in the past used to knock on the developmental system in the WWE, but now what they have is a really rich bed of strong, talented people. Agreed. Uh, uh, and let me tell you, just, you know, with their recent uh, signings of Heidi Lovelace, Kimberly, which I know Kimberly is one of the people that you've worked with on a constant basis, mm-hmm. um, you know, and on top of that, now Cassius Ono, formerly known as Chris Hero, uh, and then the return of Mickey James, is like everything is now like, oh, my God, this WWE brand is, is literally becoming a monster. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, so, but anyway, I don't want to take much more, you know, stuff or spotlight from the lollipop queen over here. So, uh, Christina, the microphone is all yours. All right. Thank you, George. And, you know, first and foremost, Phil, thank you for coming and being on our show and taking the time out of your busy schedule. Not a problem, and I'm sorry for the phone issues tonight. Uh, It's all right. Not a problem. It happens to me all the time, trust me. But, uh, you know, I wanted to touch on what you were talking about with George earlier about, you know, doing different styles of promoting, you know, doing, you know, sending things out to radio uh, stations or, you know, using social media or, you know, sending things out to, like, local broadcasting on TV. And I think that's really interesting because, you know, personal experience with me growing up and even kind of still to this day, I did not grow up with any cable or internet, mm-hmm. and even still to this day, I don't have internet at all in my house. So, you know, for me growing up, public access TV was all that I had. And, you know, growing up, there was wrestling on public access TV. So, you know, to be able to, you know, be able to, you know, give your promotions to, to these companies to be able to, sh- you know, broadcast it on public access, which I know a lot of people in this day and age 
probably didn't even know public access still even existed. I don't even think they know that PBS still exists. But, you know, for me, you know, that sort of uh, networking is really, you know, that hits home for me, and I find it very important to be able to do that because it does what, you know, even if you don't really know it exists that much, to me, it, it you know, it, um, it reaches a wide audience because there are a lot of people that still to this day and age don't have Internet access and don't have cable. So, you know, do you mm-hmm. want to have a little insight as to, like, you know, why you chose to do, uh, like, public access? Well, again, it, for me it was – well, honestly, so it, it's kind of a mix of mediums. So the way I send press releases is typically through email, um, but it's to traditional media. So I'm using new tools to access some of the old ways, if that makes sense. Um, and you have to build an interest. And so I also have a list of, of wrestling media sites, podcasts and websites and, and uh, forums and stuff that I send one version of, an e- of a, a press release. But when it comes to mainstream media, I'm writing it slightly different. I'm writing it to hit like almost a reason why they should carry it. Because to wrestling media, if I talk about Sammy Callahan and Leo Rush um, and Joey Janela, they're going to catch on and know who those people are. If I talk to wrestling or if I talk to mainstream media, like my local paper, they may not know who that they are. And I know the first question is, well, why will my audience care outside of maybe a plug in the community calendar, which also is not a bad thing. But if you write it in a way of former WWE developmental talent, Sammy Callahan, current televised Ring of Honor star Leo Rush, you know, you're plugging why now there's an interest in them. Oh, wait a minute. This guy's televised. He's currently on television. Oh, okay. Oh, this guy worked for the WWE. Oh, okay. So it, it's another way for your local media to get interested. And even when it comes to mainstream wrestling fans, so if, if you, and I know so many people who, who didn't really know there was an independent wrestling scene, but had watched WWE for years. So if they see local wrestling promotion and go, what is this? And then they see, former WWE developmental or, or current televised Ring of Honor star, well, wait a minute, what is this? And, you know, it causes them to look it up themselves a little bit too. So it's a way to market that, that, you know, some people might not think about. At the same time, sometimes just saying the word wrestling alone sells itself. Yeah, because I see, you know, wrestling obviously is a product. And, you know, to be able to be a promoter and things like that, you really have to, you know, in a proverbial sense, kind of, you know, put your suit and tie on and, and really go door to door and, like, sell this thing. You know, because mm-hmm. you might not know who Cassius Ono is, but, if, you know, obviously, like you said, you put, you know, WWE's NXT's own Cassius Ono, people are going to be a lot more interested because WWE, you know, regardless if you're into wrestling or not, is a household name. You have heard it at least once or twice, maybe, you know, through TV, through radio, through, you know, print or social media. It is definitely out there. It is definitely bigger than just, like, the wrestling, you know, group, per se. You know, it's on ESPN, it's on Fox News, and things like that. So, really, like, you have to be a businessman. You really have to, like, sell it. It's almost like you're making commission, basically. Yes, yes. Uh, I mean, I, I use the analogy a lot of imagine you owned a restaurant. Pro wrestling is, is no different industry then, I mean, it, it's still a business. At the end of the day, you want to make money. You want to make profit. You want to keep – well, let's say you owned a restaurant that wasn't along the main street or wasn't in the main shopping area. It was just around the corner. Well, how do you make yourself known? How do you compete? 
So look at wrestling in that same respect. You want people to come in your door. How do you put your name out there? And even beyond sending to mainstream media, sending to wrestling press, do you talk to your local community? Do you talk to your local businesses? Do you, when you hang flyers, or A, you should be hanging flyers, B, if you do hang flyers, are you hanging them in places where there's traffic, where there's people who will actually see them? Um, are you able to go to, you know, do you know when your local fairs are or local bigger sporting events? And I'm not even saying if you live in, like, the mi- middle of a metropolitan area, when's your local hi- high school football game? You know, can you pass out flyers and talk to people and say, you know, you see those people who wear a WWE T-shirt and hand them a flyer or ask them, hey, do you ever watch pro wrestling? Would you like a flyer about a wrestling event? And talk to people. Um, and I sort of learned that lesson because I sort of thought that was passe. I thought that was a little too old school. And um, a few, I think about three years ago, a friend of mine had an event in, in southern Maryland in a, in a more rural community. And we went to uh, the 4th of July celebration and, where they were sh- shooting off fireworks nearby. Oh, hey, do you like wrestling? Oh, would you like this flyer? Oh, sure. And so that way you weren't just randomly passing around to watch people throw them on the ground. You were actually trying to make a connection to a person. And, he, and my friend was saying, you know, I would be fortunate if I got 60 people to walk in the door. We had over 400 show up on a Sunday afternoon at like 2 o'clock. And to me, that then changed my own opinion about the quote-unquote old-school way of doing business. Yeah, it's really funny that you mentioned that because, you know, you know, watching different, like, wrestling documentaries and stuff, you see, uh, you know, during the documentary stuff, you see them talk about, you know, them and, you know, a whole bunch of group of the wrestlers kind of going around town that day and really trying to, you know, pass up flyers and be like, I'm going to be at this wrestling show, you know, come make it out things like that and it's really funny because you know with social media and just the internet in general being such a big thing everyone thinks like oh just post on social media everybody will see it but in my opinion you know social media like you're just scrolling sometimes you're just scrolling like mindlessly you know what I mean so Mm -hmm. to be able to go out in person and actually hand out flyers that's definitely like you know a more of like a face-to-face contact that you know they are going to see this flyer that you are handing them because you're handing it to them personally they're just not you know mindlessly scrolling throughout Facebook or Twitter and, you know, praying to God that, you know, you hope that they stop on your flyer or your promotion. Right. And, you know, not, not a lot of people, you know, really take that into consideration because, you know, I almost didn't, you know, I totally forgot, almost kind of forgot about it until you brought it up. And don't get me wrong. I do think tools like Facebook and Twitter and Instagram, I think all of them, are so needed in today's today's age. Again, if you were that restaurant around the corner and not on the main drag, aren't you going to try to do everything you can to get attention on yourself so people would want to come in and see you? And so using all of those different tools together just makes so much sense. At least at least to me it does. If I was, again, if I was at a struggling restaurant around the corner, oh gosh, please come use me. Please come have, have a meal at my place. Please, please, please come, come, come. Yeah, of course. I mean, you know, obviously not to knock social media and, you know, what it does because it is such a great platform that does reach a wide audience. But, you know, even just doing the legwork and passing out flyers really does help. And, you know, definitely uh, for smaller smaller time promotions, that, you know, every foot in that door makes a difference. It gets your, your brand out there more. It gets your talent out there more. You know, somebody, you know, from another promotion may see your talent and want to book them and definitely gets some, you know, more recognition 
and things like that. But uh, my next question is being, um, you know, coming from a, a promotional standpoint, who would you say that you, you know, definitely learned from the most that you would possibly, like, consider almost like your mentor? Ooh. Um, you know, that's a really good question. Um, because a lot of things I think I've, I've sort of had to learn along the way. Um, ooh, that's a really good question. Um, I Darn. think on the, on the Mr. Stamper, you're side, feeding more <laughs> ego. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think on the average, you don't work with her. I do. Um, on the advertising side, I really had to learn that myself, to be very honest. I just, I just did. Um, but certainly the way I word things, um, I looked at Johnny Cashmere when I worked at Pro Wrestling Unplugged, and that was really my first, probably my second, but my really first all-on um, let me promote this company and really got good guidance from him about how I was wording things, you know, how fans would interpret things, how, how mainstream media understands WWE Hall of Famer different than just saying Leah is going to be there. Um, you know, and, and, you know, I, I, I took that to heart a lot. Um, on the promoter being an actual wrestling promoter and making good business decisions, um, I have been so fortunate um, in the last little over a year, almost a year and a half now, to work with MCW Pro Wrestling and learn from Dan McDevitt. Um, he probably has one of the most uh, intelligent plans regarding how you build a, a wrestling company. And he will be the first one to admit he didn't learn it overnight um, and that he makes mistakes and that he keeps learning from those mistakes. Um, and that, you know, there's, it's a really easy habit to be able to fall into bad habits again and not do some of the right things. Um, and he has, he has built such a reputation and brand around MCW Pro Wrestling that it is a, such a recognizable company now that is regularly bringing in named talent. March 3rd, they're bringing in uh, Lita, Brian Cage, uh, Adam Rose, and I feel like I'm forgetting somebody, and I'm really sorry about that. Um, and then the following weekend in Hollywood, Maryland, they're going to be bringing in Ryback. And a lot of that has been because we've built such a good reputation with, with talent in uh, the WWE or former WWE talent or, or um, other Hall of Famers that now they talk us up when, when other people are looking at trying to get promotions at that or get to promotions at that level. Well, who does good business? Who has treated people fairly and well? Who isn't, you know, given the big runaround about money or cash or tried to lowball anybody? And we're very, very fortunate that MCW has been one of those places. And I've learned a lot of that from, from Dan McDevitt. I like how you mentioned about, you know, kind of, you know, learning as you go and not being able to, you know, trip into the hole of bad habits. Because even, you know, from me, like uh, from a journalistic standpoint, I am literally learning on the job every single day. I learn something new. And, you Mm -hmm. know, I get nervous before I, you know, interview anybody or, you know, go on air. But, you know, when I do have to make a mistake or something, I really am trying hard to focus on not the mistake itself but kind of seeing it as, like, a learning opportunity to be like, okay, that's to do different. You know, like, I do have, you know, mentors like, you know, my co-host George or, or Jim Barcelona who works for our local paper down here, the sports editor. I do have people behind me that really do support me, but at the end of the day, it's really something that I have to hold accountable to myself 
to be able to do a good job and to be able to, you know, not only interview but also promote these independent shows down here because we do have listeners that tune in and, you know, when we tell them about shows they may not know about, that gets butts in the doors too. And that opens like mm-hmm. a connection between us and, and promotions and fans that, you know, they can come to us to make sure that we get the word out to our fan base. Absolutely. So, you know, my last question being, because I don't want to take up too much of your time because we do have, you know, another guest coming on, but, um, Mm -hmm. if you were to just, you know, even just be a booker for a second and just kind of book somebody just like a match or like, you know, a couple matches with somebody that you really find talented that you think really should go out there and you know that could really work together, who would you pick? Um, and I, I play this all the time. Like, like tomorrow if I have to have an event, who would I want on it? Um, and what money do I have to work with? Um, and that's sort of a little bit of the, of the feel too, because I, I do think an event should have a life of its own, and so you want a blend of different talent. Um, I know they just had this match recently, but but Sammy Callahan and, and Carter Mason recently had a great match. Um, I uh, Jason Collins and Kyle Matthews out of Georgia are such tremendous technical wrestlers and I'm a, I'm a big fan of like the technical style of wrestling. Um, you know, they do, I would, I would have them in a heartbeat. Um, there's a guy out of Illinois uh, named Malad Akbar who is, he has a great physique. He has that look to just be uh, the meanest guy in the room and to be a total brute. And I would want to face him uh, against somebody who could, stand up to him toe-to-toe, um, or be that ultimate hero against him. Uh, somebody like a Paul Jordan, let's say. Uh, uh, wow, there's just so many matches that are in my head right now that I would like, oh, I want, I want everybody in the world. Um, you know, the ugly ducklings in a tag match um, versus, uh, well, this happened too recently. They, they did OI4K. They did Sammy and, and Jake and Dave Christ. Um, that went so well. Um, I would want to see them against uh, more tag teams. Uh, uh, Ethan, I, I would actually be curious about them versus like Ethan Case and Jacob Ryan out of North Carolina. Um, because again, I think they would have a similar kind of string of comedy that could then turn serious and, and have just an amazing solid matchup that maybe people don't know much about yet. Um, I just think that's it. I just think there's so many deposits of great wrestlers and wrestling and, and it's hard to just say right, right here. This is exactly who I would book because I think it also fits. What's the style you need? What's the kind of event you want? What's your budget? <laughs> Cause certainly there's also name recognizable talent that I would love to have on. Um, both because they're name recognizable talent and they would help you draw, but also because they're, they're good at what they do. Um, you know, uh, Jerry the King Lawler or Hacksaw Jim Duggan brings in a certain segment of a population. Uh, a Brian Cage or an Abyss bring in a different kind of a population. Um, you know, so I, I like seeing a little bit of a blend of talent and who you have and, and what works well. Um, I love Kenny from the Spirit Squad. I think is, is to me, I get so angry because to me, he stands out as one of those people in for the WWE that they didn't utilize well and could have had so much more out of it. 
Um, and I would use him in a heartbeat. Well, Phil, I thank you so much for that answer. And if any bookers are listening to the show, book it, please. He knows what he's talking about. Uh, but, Phil, you know, again, I thank you for your time and your patience throughout all of, you know, the phone technical issues. I do appreciate it. Thank you for sitting down and talking with me and George. So I'll hand it back to George for, her, you know, any last words he has to say. And have a good night, Phil. Thank you. You too. Thank you very much, Your Highness. Anyway, um, so, so Phil, I, I got, uh, you know, one or two last questions I want to ask you because I know we've talked to you about, you know, your promoter side. I, I want to bring up uh, your wrestling side for just a quick second of your time. Um, because, and, I'm, and I apologize if my notes are a little bit behind here because I'm just reading through some things here. Like, I, I know that you probably, you know, you've been working more as a promoter and as a manager and so on and so forth. Uh, like, do you ever say that you miss being in the ring, like that you miss the active uh, lifestyle of being that wrestler in there? I do. Um Oddly enough, with, with what's kind of going on now and the, and the injury, over the last couple of years, because I've been feeling this pain in my arm, I've been backing off on, on being as active in the ring because I, was, I didn't know if something was in my shoulder or in my neck or what was going on. Um, and I didn't want to risk myself or somebody else by doing something really stupid. Um, so I do miss it, though, and I, even with especially this next surgery, I'm going to miss it so much. Yeah, and I would imagine because, you know, it hit Edge very hard, you know, after his surgery. And, of course, like, you know, like you said at the beginning of the interview, you know, this basically is pretty much almost similar to what Edge went through. So I'm going to ask you just for your personal advice because I know the doctors are telling you this and and you're still waiting on other opinions. Uh, I want to ask you, Philip Stamper, your opinion. Like, after the surgery and all, we already know Edge had to cut his career uh, due to the surgery. Do you feel like this might also be the end, or would you, are you looking to possibly one day return back to the ring after the surgery? Uh, this, this is absolutely the end for me, being in the ring. Um, on top of the, the two discs they want to uh, repair with the fusion, the two discs above it, are, they're not bad, but they're not great. Um, and so that is a potential risk that I just can't, that I just can't push my luck on. Okay. So to remember, to, uh, to remember your wrestling career, let's talk something fun. What in your career, you know, whether it was Nate Stein or, or Philip Stamper, the, the, the general manager, the, the behind the scenes guy, what has to be one of your favorite matches that you ever had to work with, and what has to be one of your favorite road stories? Oh, my gosh. Um, <laughs> I, I've had a weapons match with Court Montgomery, and, and <laughs> behind the scenes, honestly, him and I have a very similar personality, and maybe that's why in the ring we, we both clashed and worked so well together. <laughs> Um, it, it was just such a great match. Um, a lot of fun um, in many respects um, in a way that was goofy at the same time. 
um, that I just, you know, in my, my least recent memory, that just comes to mind right away. Um, for a road story, I mean, this is going to be hard to describe because I don't have a lot of, like, this crazy thing happened on the road. But I think of just, you know, I, I've always been that guy that's had to do a lot of the, a lot of the driving. Um, I used to say when it came to wrestling, sometimes I felt like I was in the, I was outside of the circles. Like certain people, you know, kept inside the circle of the Philadelphia, Maryland area. Some people did the West Virginia, Ohio circuit. And when I lived, or when I went to college, I was in a school called Frosty in West Virginia, Maryland, and nobody crossed off. And so I was the one having to go out and drive by myself often. And sometimes I would pick people up along the way. Um, and so I just think of, like, I got a chance to see, and still do, I mean, just because I'm not going to be active in the ring doesn't mean I'm going to stop being active in the wrestling. Um, I get a chance to see so much on the road. I get a chance to see, you know, unique sites that people aren't going to necessarily see. I interact with some great people, and my best friends are inside of wrestling. Um, and so, you know, that, that is something I'm always going to keep with me. Um, my, my trip to Iowa last year to um, Wrestling Revolver this past October was so much just fun. I just had a good time with, with really great people who also happen to be really super talented. That's amazing. And, yeah, the only reason I wanted to ask you is because, obviously, now that you're, you're saying on our show, and maybe you've announced it before, but now that you're saying it on our show that, hey, this is the end of the wrestling career, like the in-ring wrestling career, you know, of Philip Stamper, let's go ahead and remember it for the good instead of the bad. And uh, I have to ask this one last question, and then we'll go ahead and start your plugs. Phil, if there was one guy, if your wrestling career didn't have to end now, if there was one guy that you said I never got a chance to work with, who was that guy? Sammy Callahan. Um, <laughs> Sammy's been a friend for he's been a friend for for such a long time. Um, I love his style of wrestling. Um, I'm I kind of regret that I never got a chance to to be in a ring with him. Well, I'm pretty sure that as a friend, uh, you know, to you, uh, Phil, that he probably will dedicate some sort of match to you, uh, knowing that your career is now over. So uh, I'm just saying, I've met Sammy before. He's a great guy, very humble guy. You know, he appreciates Mm -hmm. all his friends, and he's funny as heck. So I'm pretty sure he he will do something out of his way for you. I'm pretty darn sure. So... Sorry, my throat's drying up. So, Phil, before you go, let's start your plugs. Uh, you know, how can fans uh, catch you on social media? How can they follow your products, uh, where you're going to be next live and stuff? Uh, and, of course, if someone wanted to book you for something like a manager position or, or something mm-hmm. or general manager for their organization, how can they contact you? Sure. You can find me online on Twitter. Instagram and Snapchat at PS Phenom. That's P S P H E N O M as well as YouTube. And then on Facebook at Death of Phil Stamper. Um, and then Facebook honestly is probably the best way to find me or email me at PS Phenom at Hotmail.com. 
Awesome. Mr. Stamper, it was an honor and a privilege to speak with you. You know, we did have some technical difficulties in the beginning, but, you know, like I, like I, always, like I said, we don't have control over that, but it ended up being a great, situa a great interview. And, again, from the bottom of our heart, thank you very much for spending your time with us tonight. And thank you. I hope you have a wonderful evening. I hope the same thing for you, and you're, and you're in our prayers for the, uh, for the surgery on Friday. I, I really appreciate that, and thank you to everybody who, who did send good messages, and I'm, I'm so super appreciative of that. It is our pleasure, Mr. Stamper. I hope you have a great night. Thank you. Guys, that was Mr. Philip Stamper, a very respected veteran wrestler and promoter in this business. Guys, if you ever wanted to go to Promoting 101, that was an interview you needed to listen to. <laughs> so, Christina, what did you have to say? I mean, I thought that was a fantastic interview. Uh, I definitely learned a lot because, you know, like I was telling Phil, you know, even coming from a journalistic standpoint, uh, for me it is also just about promoting. It's about promoting your show. It's about promoting you. So, you know, when you go to shows, people know who you are. You know, I was, you know... You know, obviously, you know, I'm still kind of new to this. So when I went to Brainbusters the other week, someone had come up to me and actually knew who I was. So that was definitely something new. So, you know, coming, you know, from here, like, you know, you have to promote yourself. But, you know, when you do go to these shows, people know who you are and people know that you are respected and a person in this business who, you know, loves the business and wants, you know, to do everything in their power to, to promote this business, and I think that's very important. And, you know, I was very honored and lucky to be able to talk to Phil about it and someone who actually really knows what they're talking about instead of me, like, who's just trying to bullshit their way through this. But it's working. It's always working. <laughs> no, but, and Christina, let me tell you something. The one part that kind of opened my eyes, and it, he, he touched a very, very good topic about this. He said that a lot of promoters in this business are not living up to their role in the business. Like, he, that he's seen promoters show up at, you know, interviews in a shirt and a, a sweatpants. And, and then on top of that, he says that no promoters are sending their, their, their shows to radio shows, to TV shows, to TV channels. You know, things of that nature. And I feel like he hit the nail right on the coffin when he said that because I feel like that will help out your local organization so much more. In, yeah, in my I mean, opinion, at like least. Was, yeah, I mean, just like I was telling Phil, like, you know, with, you know, being social media and the Internet being such, you know, so big in this day and age, like, you know, a lot of people kind of tend to forget the other markets of media. You know, the face-to-face the -face contact and, and hanging out and passing out flyers and, you know, hanging up flyers and, you know, your local establishments, whether it be, like, restaurants, laundromats, grocery stores, what have you, and, you know, like, public access cable shows. You know, like I was telling Phil, that was a big deal for me because growing up, I didn't have cable. I didn't have Internet. I still don't have Internet at my house, you know, to probably yeah. the shock and surprise of a lot of people listening because, you know, cable and Internet are such, like, a – you know, just like a standard now in households. But I don't have that. I still don't have that. You know, and even my friends to this, you know, to this day think it's really weird that I don't have Internet in my house. But, you know, it's kind of something you learn to live without. And, you know, public broadcasting was a really big deal for me growing up. It's what I watched. I love PBS to this day. I still love PBS. I love watching, you know, documentaries or Antique Roadshow or, 
you know, if they're playing an Austin City Limits concert on CBS, I don't tune in to watch it. So, you know, I, I definitely think that's uh, something to, for, you know, our listeners to think about if they are promoters or bookers or, you know, they're running their own show. I think that's definitely something mm-hmm. that, uh, you know, might turn on the light bulb for people out there. No, yeah, and that's why I say, like, for any promoters who are tuning in or anyone, like, up and coming that wants to start their own promotion, that was the type of interview you want to learn from because Phil Stamper hasn't been doing this for only one year or two or three. He's been doing this for many, many years, so he knows what he's talking about. You know, and I'm very honored that we got the chance to speak with that man here on the show because, golly, did he fill us. Even from a reality check radio standpoint, he gave us knowledge. <laughs> you know, and I'm very appreciative of that. Yeah, that's definitely, you know, one thing that, you know, kind of tends to be overlooked, in, at least for me in, 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 you know, doing these interviews and stuff, is that, you know, you're so focused on, you know, wanting for at least for me, like I said, like you know, I'm focused on you know me wanting to do well and and you know see that you know I can hold my own in you know in journalism and you know be respected. That you know you kind of tend to forget that like hey yeah you know learn something. You know what I mean? Like you're you kind of learn something when you're least expecting it. And and tonight mm-hmm. was definitely one of those one of those times. And I'm very honored. No, and I, I, I appreciate it. And, Phil, if you're still listening, I want to go ahead and say that. Like, I know, Christina, between us, this is the longest we've ever spoken about a guest that just came off our show. And and I feel like Phil really deserves our respect, not just because his career is ending, but because he filled us up with so much knowledge. And, Phil, if you're still listening, again, I think I could speak on uh, for, you know, our fellow Lollipop Queen and myself. Thank you. Thank you for giving us that knowledge, and thank you very much for everything you you did in the ring, and thank you for continuing to give us the entertainment you constantly do with MCW and every other organization you work with. So, Phil, thank you. Whew. Wow, that was a big emotional one. <laughs> yes. So, I guys. You know what? Because I kind of tend to get too forgot about it, and I'm thank God that you touched on it. But, if Phil, obviously, if you're still listening, uh, I do send my well wishes for your surgery and your recovery. And I'm sorry I forgot to kind of bring that up. But, you know, just personal, I wanted to be able to actually say it because, you know, it definitely does mean something to, you know, be able to be able to give my well wishes to you in your recovery. Yeah, like, I know how it feels to be in his position because, again, I suffered from a severe concussion. The doctor told me, hey, you can't do this no more, and I felt like the world was crashing down on me. But Phil at least has that outlet as a general manager and as a, you know, manager for the business or as a commentator, and he's still being welcomed just like you and I are being welcomed to this business, Christina, slowly and surely. Like, we've already been accepted in in Florida. Now we're being accepted in New York when you go up to uh, BCW uh, with our good old friend, uh, the other half of the radio bombshells, Millie Cruz. You know, and by the way, also the leader of the Legion's media so like them on facebook guys legions media um and so on and so forth uh it's it's a growing aspect and we couldn't be more honored to feel accepted in a business that we so love oh and not to mention new jersey is now also accepting reality check radio it's ridiculous yeah and you know me and millie are talking to a couple promotions in, in the carolinas 
about doing some things over there. So, you know, obviously stay tuned to not only this show, but Legion's Media and our respective Facebooks to learn more about it when the time comes. Oh, yeah. So, guys, now, of course, now we're awaiting on our last guest of the evening, Mr. Chad Mines. Uh, of course, he works uh, with the SWF promotion uh, up in New Jersey uh, with Mr. Rob Fury, which also he's going to be a future guest of our show uh, as we lead into the, the big weekend of WrestleMania. Now, guys, again, for those who are still listening in, uh, guys, the lines are still open. If you want to win the exclusive meet and greet, it's 714-868-0222. I had so many messages, and I kid you not, Christina, I had so many messages this morning, people saying to me, when is the contest going to be? Can you give me a clue of what the question is going to be? Can you do this? Can you do that? And now when finally the time comes, they all get radio shy guys we i'm still your friend <laughs> or i'm still the same person you talk to on facebook i don't bite christina doesn't bite you could go ahead and call in and you could win yourself a meet and greet so yeah and if you're afraid of, if, you, if you guys are afraid of george don't be afraid of me call in for me if you have to win just win well, come on look What's at Christina. come on come on <laughs> this is like a contest that is like it's like it's easy and like the package, to, like the prize is fantastic. Whether you know you plan on going to the show, just call in and win. Come on, I don't understand why we have to like try and sell this. Just win. <laughs> Look, if it helps out in any way to you fans out there, if it helps out in any way of what my question would be, look how easy it is to win this contest. The first question is, who was the gobbledygooker? The gobbledygooker, sorry. Christina, I'm pretty sure you know the answer to that one. Who was under the mask? I do. I'm not going to say, obviously. I'm no, I, I know you're not going to say, but come on. Look how easy the, the question is. The second question, of course, is who has the longest undefeated streak in the world of professional wrestling? <laughs> you know, come on. Now my cue card guy is now like sending me messages saying, hey, can I win? Can I win? Come on now. No, you cannot. You work with us, for Christ's sake. <laughs> so <laughs> thank you very much. <laughs> now and now Ms. Millie Cruz is now asking me, can she win? No, we all work together. This is not a... <laughs> Uh, guys, no, you cannot win. We all worked. Guys, stop messaging me, damn it. <laughs> Jesus. Look. Okay, so to anyway. The ones that are messaging us, to the ones that work with us and messaging us about winning, you already won. You get to work with us and how amazing we are as people. <laughs> Raymond is, look at what Raymond's telling me right now. He's like saying, this is rigged. This is a conspiracy. Can I quit and just win? <laughs> I swear to God, this is how much people want to win. If our own employees want to win this contest, what's stopping you, the listeners, from calling in? I understand you're radio shy, but all you have to do is call in and say the answer and go, and you win. That's it. <laughs> so, so, guys, you still have a couple more minutes. If not, if we don't get any winners today, again, we will be doing this for the upcoming weeks leading into WrestleMania weekend. So, guys, you still have six chances to win. Uh, so, 
Uh, <clears throat> whew, my freaking throat is dry. <laughs> All right, so guys, now we finally have our other guest here on the show. Let's go ahead and open up the lines. One second here. Hello, welcome to Reality Check Radio. You're on with George and Christina. Is this Mr. Chad Mines? Yeah, what's up, George? How are you? Good, good Mr. Mines. How are you? I'm great. Thank you, man. Ah, that's awesome. That's awesome. So, Mr. Mines, of course, uh, welcome to Reality Check Radio. Uh, this, you know, we have a working relationship going on. Uh, a couple, uh, I believe it was uh, two weeks ago, we had your first partner on the show, Mr. T.J. Marconi, on the show. Uh, this week we have you, and then in a couple few weeks we have uh, one of the people you personally work with in the SWF, Mr. Rob Fury. So, now that we bring up SWF. Let's start it off with a bang. Was this exclusive right. that we have for our fans? Well, just for you only, because we do work so well together, I wanted to announce uh, one of our future shows. June 10th, we're going to have formerly known as Alberto Del Rio uh, versus uh, formerly known as Pentagon. Wait, 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 wait. I, I, I'm... My... my. <laughs> Time out, time out, time out. I need to clear my ears just to make sure that I'm not, I, I heard this correctly. Who's facing who? Alberto Del Rio and Pentagon. What do you think about Christina, that? We're saving up. <laughs> Christina, we're You're saving up. Jersey? Money. <laughs> <laughs> We're saving up money. I don't care. I will fly first class. I will buy coach. I want to go to freaking Jersey to see that. Alberto Del Rio versus Pentagon. Holy. Can I say the C word on this show, Christina? Say whatever you want. <laughs> sure. I'm clean. I allow it. Holy crap. <laughs> Now everyone is messaging me saying, I guess I'm going to Jersey. <laughs> so, uh -huh. holy crap. Holy crap. Pentagon versus Albert El Patron. Holy. And, and by the way, guys, if you haven't seen Alberto Del Rio's recent work, I feel like his wrestling career has been completely been given a rebirth of some sort because his Absolutely. match against uh, Kurt Angle a couple of weeks ago was literally one of the best matches I've ever seen. So if you put that with Pentagon Jr., I think we're going to see an all-star classic. So, uh, Christina, are we going to be good for, for Jersey then? What do you think? Yeah. Chad, you know, if you need someone to, to work a pre-show, do some interviews, just message me. Yeah, I think, we'll, I think we'll make that happen. We'll, we'll make that happen. Yes, we'll make Holy. it happen. <laughs> Holy crud. Yes, I, All right, I, so. I, personally, I personally think that could be the biggest match in uh, SWF's history, uh, to be honest. I think we can, uh, I think we could draw more than we ever have with that match alone. Holy crap. <sighs> okay. Let my excitement cool down for a little bit. Okay. Back I knew you would like that one. Just for you. Come on, Chad. You can't be coming on the show and, and telling me that you're going to be putting two of my favorite wrestlers in one match together, okay? Uh-huh. That's, that, that's just saying, I just, hey, I just, do you want to I just can't tell you where it is yet. <laughs> 
Yeah, but that, but Chad, that's almost like asking a, a fat kid if you want ice cream. Of, of course, he's going to say uh-huh. yes. <laughs> well, oh, well, I'm ice cream there too. <laughs> Wait, what did you just say? We'll have ice cream there too. Yes. The WWE ice cream <laughs> bars. I wish. <laughs> yeah, don't we all? Anyway. <laughs> Uh, so Chad, uh, again, now with that exclusive out of out of, I, I can't even talk straight, uh, out of the <laughs> the shell. Let's go ahead and and start talking with you, uh, Chad. Of course, you you just basically you you've been a wrestling fan. I want to say for most of your life, uh, you just recently started working with the wrestling business. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, it, it, which I feel is like almost like that little kid inside of you is like saying, "Oh my God, I'm finally here." So, what do you have to say to, for yourself to say, "Oh my God, Chad Mines is finally in the wrestling business"? Yeah, it's 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 kind of weird because I actually fell out of wrestling, uh, and uh, with my son, that actually renewed. Uh, I stopped watching altogether, and then I put it on for my son, and he started watching it. We started going to the shows, and then I'm like, you know what? I might start vendoring guests, and then after vendoring guests, I got involved in, with one promotion and got very involved behind the scenes, and uh, after that, you know, I partnered up with Rob Fury, and uh, we run the company together, and uh, from there, you know, it's just shot off. So uh, it's probably uh, one of the best experiences in my life, but uh, I am able to divide the part of me that's a fan and the part of me that's a businessman, uh, very well, mm-hmm. you know. So you don't see me going around taking pictures with the wrestlers or asking. I don't go around asking personal questions and things like that. I, you know, it's it's purely business. Like uh, I had Strickland and uh, John Cruz in the car, you know, to the airport and stuff like that this weekend, and you know, it was just all you know, business. You know, small talk and business. You know, and that's, mm-hmm. you know, I th- I think that's the respectable way to do it. Now, mind you, you brought up SWF. This was an organization that shut down for a little while uh, and now was just recently given a rebirth of sorts. Um, uh, now, to, no, it didn't, they never shut down. They just. Okay. Uh, I think it's just been taken to a higher scale than it was now. Okay. Yeah. Oh, I see. Yeah, because, because I'm trying to, like, I'm trying to see here on my notes, and I apologize for my notes being a little out of date here. Uh, let me okay. take a look here. Okay. So basically, with, with SWF, like how you were saying, like being a little bit in, in higher standards than it was before or or a little mm-hmm. higher, not by much, I, I don't want to say that SWF was never, you know, considered, you know, equal to every other independent company before. But just to establish a question here, what can the fans be expecting now out of the SWF product that they never seen before? So anything that they like is going to be taken to the next level and things that you haven't seen are going to be brought out. Like, you know, perfect example is we already announced and started this, the 16 bracket women's tournament. Uh, I'll give you another thing that we're going to do that I haven't even told publicly yet. Uh, on March 4th, we're going to start what's called the Kings and Queens tournament where it's a male and female mixed uh, tag match. And we're going to turn that into a tournament format. Uh, for example, Damian Gibbs and Antoinette are going to be taking on Kid Christian and uh, Shelly Martinez, uh, and that would be a first-round match. Uh, so Holy that's, cow. You know, that's big. Yeah, that's a big tournament that they're doing doing in Europe, and I've wanted to do that in the past, and 
you know, for whatever reasons, that didn't work out. And, you know, Rob Fury is 100% behind it. And same thing with the women's division. And I don't know if you saw, you know, we have a brand-new women's belt and a hardcore championship and a cruiserweight championship and tag team belts and uh, a beautiful new ring and set. And um, yeah, every, everything is getting a complete upgrade, you know, from, you know, the, the brand-new website, SWF Pro, to the way we sell tickets. You know, everything is being streamlined and, uh, open for the fans and, um, you know, the relationship we have with the fans is, is something that's really important to me too. Uh, there's a, there's a mutual respect and, and an openness and, you know, ne- never negative negativity with the fans. You know, if the fans have an opinion, that's yeah. their opinion. And you know, if it's things we can fix, that's great. Uh, if it's things that we don't like and we can't fix, you know, that's still respectable because it's their opinion. So, but we're always, you know, we're always open to what, who do who do you want booked, and you know, what kind of matches do you want to see as a fan? You know, what are your dreams? What what things do you want to see? You know. Mm-hmm. And now that you you mentioned the fans too, Mister Mines, you know, some would say not everyone, but some would say that you know, independent wrestling is has reached this point of one of the hardest times to ever promote. Uh, because some independent companies die down, some keep on living, mm-hmm. you know, some uh, reach to mm-hmm. higher stars, some stay where they're at, you know, and, and they say, again, is because it's, it's the kind of the hardship that independent companies are having now due to the WWE picking up most of, you know, all the great talent of the independents. So what are you doing, Mr. Mines, to make sure that SWF and all the organizations that you work with, because I know you have different partners besides SWF as well, what are you doing to make sure that, you know, that that hardship doesn't affect you? Yeah, so, so for me, that's, that's a great question. For me, I one day have an ultimate dream of having, like, super indie shows, you know. Uh, and, and to be honest, my dream one day is, you know, New, New York uh, one year, New Jersey one year, we take the top independent companies from New Jersey and New York and we put on a, we put on like a mega show. You know, you get you get people from, you know, whether Sanctuary from PA and CZW and SWF and Pro Wrestling Magic and uh, Game Changer Wrestling or Tier 1 or Tier 1 Lucha Libre and um, Five Burrows, you know, all these different companies that I already have relationships with and no, and these are these are new relationships that are just starting, and, and things things are going so well, you know that we can we can do things like that in the future. You know, imagine imagine defending all the titles and the different shows and having having tournaments with all your favorite wrestlers from the different you know from the different promotions. You know that that not only helps the, the market where you're running, it helps each one of those promotions no matter what market they're in. Mm-hmm. The, the, like uh, I have to say something because Mr. Mines, one of the one things I love about you the most is that you keep on mentioning tournament. And one thing that just pops in my mind, Mr. Mines, is WrestleMania four. <laughs> yeah. During the 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 World Heavyweight Title Tournament, and I, I like that is what got me into wrestling. Literally tournaments. Do you feel like uh, professional wrestling needs more of that? Because I've, to, uh, in my opinion, I feel like tournaments is, is, are extremely fun. Yeah, you know, one of my favorite pay-per-views of all time, weird, weird or not, is like King of the Ring. You know, and I don't know if it's not marketed well or uh, it's just overshadowed by the big pay-per-views. But you know, I, I definitely, definitely love uh, the tournament, and in, in any manner too, like like you said, women's tournament. 
mixed tag tournament, doing tournaments for different championships or tournaments with different promoters. You know, there's so many variables, and it's a lot of fun because it gives you a reason to follow a story too. You know, you follow the tournament. You don't want you don't if you start it from the beginning, you want to know what happens at the end. The same thing with WWE with the Cruiserweight Classic tournament and the uh, the European tournament. The same same type of concept. Now, do you also want to, because obviously one of the things that fuel you in, in the business, uh, Chad, is, you know, not just the passion of the fans and, and the passion of the business, but it's also the passion of your son, like you say. Uh, you said earlier in, uh, when I was asking you, uh, you'd love to make your son happy. And let me tell you something, my hat goes off to you because I love fathers that go out of their way, no matter what the cost, to make their son happy. You know, so, like, can I ask you this in in this way? Like, is your son one of the motives behind you entering the wrestling business as well? Absolutely, yeah, yeah. So, so yeah. So there's there's two things there. I'm a, I'm a businessman. I, I'm invested in. I have my own business. I'm invested in the third third business, and I'm in, invested into the wrestling business. And so, I, number one, I'm a businessman, and also a father. You know, so one of my son's favorite things. One of one of the things we bond over is professional wrestling. You know, that's like. That's like our time. That's our thing, and you know, absolutely, one hundred percent. When he's at the shows, he's smiling. He's making friends with other kids, and they're 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 playing the whole time, and they're having fun. And you know, look, like you know, Brian Myers, one of his favorite wrestlers of all time, who, who we dealt with uh, in the past, and you know, now like Kid Christian, he's like super super fan of Kid Christian, and you know, he absolutely has the time of his life going to these shows, and you know, he's. He's he's very smart. He's he's like he's seven years old and he's like very into the business and you know even the guys will like practice with, with him and stuff like that. And he's, he he picks up the moves and he's understanding and he's understanding the words. You know the words that uh, are from the behind the scenes words. He like gets them and you know so he's getting this grasp of the business to where you know as a businessman like myself that's something that that he could follow through to with as well. So now I have to ask as a fan, I'm going to throw my journalist, uh, journalistic profession aside here for a second. As a fan, right. I know you mentioned the whole, like, uh, king and queen tournament. Uh, please tell me that Tessa Blanchard and Ricochet or Will uh, Osprey <laughs> and, and, of course, Bea Priestley, uh, which made a cameo on our show, uh, will uh-huh. be two of, those, uh, two of those teams on that tournament. Please tell me yes. I was trying to book uh, Tessa and uh, Ricochet for a previous show, and uh, that's definitely uh, a goal for the tournament. And, uh, yeah, the other people you said, too, as well. And I'm also open to suggestions. So if there's fans out there, you know, go to Facebook, uh, SWF, and, you know, inbox me. Who who would you want to see in the tournament? You know, that's that that's great to put out there, you know. Who would, who would you want in the Kings and Queens tournament? You know, a male and a female on a team. You know, and and the good thing about it, let's you know, use the words good guy and bad guy. You know, it doesn't have to be two good guys or two bad guys, or I mean, uh, a good good guy and a good girl. They, it it could be anything. You know, make make the teams and let's let's make this thing interesting. I'm gonna say this right now. I wish at this point, now that this tournament is announced, I wish at this point that Johnny Gargano was not with the WWE because I would love to see Gargano and Candice in that tournament. Ah, <laughs> yeah. There's but, so uh, many good if people I could locked vote, up. It's unbelievable. Yep. Uh, one team I would just throw out there, and she's probably going to kill me for this. I see her just looking Uh-oh. at me with the laser eyes already. I want to vote in Joey Ryan with uh, the lollipop queen over here. 
<laughs> Jelly Ryan and the lollipop queen. Uh-oh. <laughs> the journalist and the wrestler. Hey, we've seen, uh, right. you know, other things happen in this business. We've seen, uh, uh, what's his name, uh, Andy Kaufman in the ring. Why not? Yeah. Christina, right? Yeah. <laughs> Christina. And did you see uh, Oh, did God. You see, did you see she's she's did literally, you, see you know ring? what, I'm going to pass yeah. this. I'm going to pass this mic over for a second, Chad, before she kills me. So, uh, Lollipop, uh-huh. Queen, Christina, the mic is all yours. <laughs> Look, I'm not, I'm not trying to get in trouble with uh, Joey Ryan's wife here because she's a wrestler. Uh-oh. So, I would, I would definitely book Joey and his wife, Laura, because I think them together <laughs> is absolutely fantastic if you've ever seen anything they've ever done, especially with, like, Lucha Vavum in the past uh-huh. uh, few weeks. Uh, definitely, you know, if you can, I definitely suggest looking that. I think that would be. You have a you have, you have a you have you have a serious problem though. You have a serious problem. I'm one of the bookers. What what if what if I book you? <coughs> book me? I mean, I won't. Say yeah. Huh? Okay, okay there we go. Problem. So you're so you're in trouble then. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you know, you were talking about. You know, your son kind of, you know, getting you back into the business. I mean, that's very definitely parallel to to my situation because, you know, I've been a wrestling fan my entire life. And, you know, in high school and college, I kind of fell out because, you know, I, you know, had friends and I was going out and, you know, kind of fell out of it. But, you know, with the birth of my nephew, you know, who's nine now, he definitely is the reason why I got back into the business and definitely the main reason and main motivation to do what I do now you know, in wrestling journalism, because, you know, just seeing his face, uh, knowing the things that I'm doing and the people that I'm interviewing, it, it's it's definitely like a motivation. And to, to see him like be so proud of me is like, it's definitely indescribable. And I'm sure you feel the absolutely same way with your son. Yeah, it's one of the best feelings in the world. Absolutely. And I'm sure you would probably say that's definitely one of the most like rewarding aspect of what you do. But, you know, besides the family part and just speaking from a business standpoint, what would you say is the most rewarding part of what you do? For me, besides my son, the most rewarding thing is after a show, hearing the fans saying, oh, my God, thank you. You know, the match was great and, you know, we we, we loved coming and, you know, we're going to see you next week. And this is the first time I've ever been to your show. And, you know, I, I loved it. And. You know, I didn't know about your brand, you know, hearing those types of things from the fans, you know, that's, I think that's the best. Cause again, yeah, I am a fan, I'm a businessman. And, you know, I think, I think there's a great connection there. You know, same thing, same thing with Rob. When, when, when people are coming in and they're, and they're paying for their tickets, Rob's asking, Oh, you know, why did you come? And, you know, oh, you know, what are you looking forward to? And, you know, it's very interactive with the fans, you know? So that's to me, that's probably the most rewarding thing there is. Yeah, you know, for me, like, you know, it's it's definitely a a little bit of a different aspect uh, in terms of other sports, but wrestling is definitely, like, a very personal connection you have with your fans, you know, even in ring and out of the ring, you know, to be able to establish, like, personal connections with fans and stuff, whether you're a promoter, booker, wrestler, you know, to be able to get them to come to your shows and, you know, and to be able to trust them with their feedback of, you know, what they like, what they didn't like, what they want to change, who they want to see, and things like that. I think that's definitely a very important part of of the wrestling business is to have that personal connection with the fans. That's so important. But, uh, you know, if you could, uh, you know, kind of talk about maybe how 
you know, you got into it a little bit doing, you know, what you do and, you know, if you had like a mentor or somebody that kind of guided you along or somebody that was just there to be very supportive of you and, and to give you that advice. Uh, so basically, so basically I have a background in business. So, so right away getting involved, I had, you know, some aspects of things that I could do and an understanding, but, uh, you know, right away I started vending guests at another promotion and, uh, then I was given, uh, the Facebook, you know, the, the, the promotion wise and started booking and I would talk to, uh, you know, the owner of the promotion and, you know, people he was close to and, uh, you know, everything from there, I would start going to, I would start going to the wrestling school and, and, you know, you know, seeing that and how that was run and things like that. And, uh, that's just hands on with, with, with everything I possibly could be. And, uh, you know, I just took the same type of thought process and, and I didn't think any other business. And I, I just went to SWF and, you know, now trying to tweak things there and, you know, work with Rob because, you know, me and Rob have somewhat different philosophies on certain things. But at the same time, we, we get along and we don't, we don't argue, we don't fight. We just think that we put on the best show. And if you were kind of, you know, reverse the roles a little bit, and, you know, if you were to be the mentor to somebody, you know, what is definitely the biggest piece of advice you would give to someone kind of just starting out promoting and booking and running shows and things like that? To me, I would say, you know, talk to everybody. You know, because everybody's opinion will, will teach you something. You know, like, uh, one of my favorite people to talk to in, in the whole business is uh, Preacher, who's the, one of the trainers at CZW. And he's also one of our locker room guys, and he's one of our bookers, and uh, he's a guy who I can go to, and I can ask him any question, and uh, you know, he has he has a wealth of knowledge from the business, and, and you just have to find those different individuals, you know, that that can help you in those type of areas, and, and and in this business, there's tons of them, and you just you, you know you just take different people's opinions, and you figure out what's right, and at the same time, you have to think for yourself, because you know everybody. So many people have their own motives or agendas, and you just have to take the best, the best of things and the things that you think would work yourself, and uh, apply them. And you know, with you dropping the obvious bombshell that you know kind of made George's jaw fall to the floor, with the announcement of Alberto Del Rio and Pentagon. Are there, uh, you know, any people that you really want to have on your show that you just haven't been able to book yet, you know, through scheduling conflicts and things like that? Or is there just, like, one or two people that is, like, you've been really trying hard to, to really book on your shows? There's nobody that I've tried who I haven't not booked yet, uh, but we're so early in the game with uh, booking. But, you know, I've, uh, I've vended the Hardys already and uh, brought them to a promotion. And I'd love to do something with the Hardys again. Uh, you know, there's tons and tons of people I'd like to work with. Again, with, you know, bringing in the women's tournament, there's going to be, you know, women from all over the world that I want to bring in. And uh, it's the same thing with the Kings and Queens. And, you know, they're, they're just an, there's an unlimited amount of talent just to rotate through. You know, like this past show, you know, Shaw Maluda was on my list to bring in from the Cruiserweight Classic. And, uh, you know, um, Shane Strickland and John Cruz, those, those were guys who I wanted to when I reached out and, you know, we got the, got the job done and I brought them in and, you know, they, they performed and, uh, that's what I'm going to continue to try to do. 
And, and speaking of the upcoming Kings and Queens tournament, uh, you know, some intergender uh, matches are kind of a touchy subject for the wrestling fans. What is your opinion on, on intergender matches? I think there's absolutely nothing wrong with them, and I, I love them. You know, I think they're, I think it's great for storytelling, and uh, I think women are getting more and more advanced with their training and uh, more with their main mainstream exposure. You know, WWE is, I think, has that tremendously. Uh, Lucha Underground has helped that tremendously. Uh, in Europe, I think, and Japan, I think, you know, women are women are huge. And uh, I, I think the match, the, you know, the mixed gender matches are going to be more and more competitive as we go along. Great, and I personally am so looking forward to that because I am a huge supporter of, you know, not only women's wrestling but intergender wrestling as well. But uh, you know, that's Good. pretty much all the questions I have for you. So I want to throw it back to George. So. You know, he can ask you a little bit more and, and get your plugs in and all that. So, you know, Great. Pat, I really do appreciate you being on the show and taking the time out to sit and talk with us. Thank you I so much. It. And we'll, we'll, we'll see you June 10th, okay? Yes, you will. You will. <laughs> all right. I, I, I swear, like, if, if you wanted to compare spotlights here, Christina has a spotlight. I have a lamp. <laughs> uh-huh. Like literally. <laughs> so, so no, but uh, great questions, Christina. Great questions. I want to give you that compliment right now. But um, Chad, going back to what you were talking about, uh, to kind of piggyback off what Christina was just talking about when it came to the women, and and I heard overheard you talking something about Japan. It, has has it ever came across? Because again, you're a businessman. You're passionate for the business. Has it ever came across your mind uh, to one day say, huh, what if one day Chad Mines can reach out to maybe a talent over Japan? Is there any kind of Japanese talent that catches your eye yet? Uh, you know what? To be honest, I don't know enough. And that's a shame on me. Uh, CZW just had somebody in, and I was at a show, and uh, I told Preacher, I said, oh, you know, I just saw you had this Japanese star in, and I would love to bring them in. I, I don't know who it is. And uh, I would like to bring them in anyway because I know you're bringing them in for a reason. And they looked yeah. at me, and uh, Drew Gulak was there at the show too with Preacher. And they both look at me and they're like, You don't know who that is? And I'm like, Uh oh. <laughs> they're like, Okay. <laughs> I'm in trouble. So, but, but yeah, to, to be honest, I don't know enough. And, you know, that's, I, I tried to, I'm trying to do more and more tape studying. Boy, they don't even call it that anymore. But internet, internet studying and stuff like that on, on different talents and different promotions. And, you know, doing the ring rentals now, that's one of the things I love is, you know, I'm able to watch people who I haven't seen. And, uh, yeah, I saw Pentagon wrestle uh, yesterday for the first time live. And it was absolutely phenomenal, you know, at uh, Tier 1 with Libre. So, you know, things like that, you know, well, it's so helpful. Was that the moment where you said, I need to get this man and wrestle, make him wrestle Alberto? I already had this plan probably for oh. uh, a month or two months, uh, and it just finally was able to get everybody on the same page. And, uh, you know, yesterday was able to complete negotiations with Pentagon, and I uh, had Del Rio probably for uh, probably about a week already, or two weeks. We had him nailed down, and uh, Pentagon was the only other factor that I needed to have happen with that. And I well, think Chad, you know I wanted I to love... share. Yeah, go ahead. No, no, no. I, I interrupted you. Go ahead, finish. 
no, I was just going to say, I, you know, I, I, you could tell that I love, uh, you know, Lucha Underground and Spanish wrestlers and things like that based on my, you know, booking, you know, whether it's that sexy star in Taya, Melissa Santos, and, you know, uh, Carly Perez. So. Hmm. Well, uh, I I forgot to mention this to you when we were talking about this earlier about the kings and queens. Uh, I've had a couple messages come in uh, with a couple names that you should hear, and I feel like these are some great ideas. Uh, I've heard ne- ideas from uh, Maria and Mike Bennett to Cody Rhodes and Brandy Rhodes, <laughs> and uh, and listen to this one. I this love one that. was sent to me also. Uh, <clears throat> by an SWF fan, actually. Uh, let me see if Uh-oh. I can open it back up here for you. You need uh, me a fan? Stay with me here. Huh? Okay. We have fans, huh? Yeah. Uh, I think her name was Donna, if I'm correct. Donna, all right. Yes, Don- I know Donna. Hi, Donna. Yeah, Donna, you just got mentioned on Reality Check Radio. Congratulations on that one. Uh, let me see if I can open up my messages here for you. Do, 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 do. They, uh, she says that she would like to see Jazz with Alpha Junior. Jazz and Alpha Junior, huh? All right, that's interesting. Yep. Yep. So th- and I am writing these are all these all down. Different suggest- Go ahead. I am writing these down too because my brain won't remember them all. <laughs> well, here's one suggestion for you for your women's tournament. You need to get Io Shirai from Japan. Who is it? Io Shirai. Okay. It's uh, I-O Shirai, S-H, I believe, I-R-A-I. She just appeared on Lucha Underground, and she's by far the best women's athlete right now in the uh, stardom promotion in Japan. Uh, Is she in a faction in in Lucha Underground, like a group? Yeah, she was in the... Yeah, okay, (sighs) yeah. Christina, you know what I'm, uh, what faction it was. Uh, we were talking about it with Pentagon uh, here in Miami. Uh, the, the triad, something, the something triad. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, I saw that. Unfortunately, I don't yeah, have she, uh, which underground yet. Ah, well, there you go. <laughs> you got some ideas for to work with. You, Good. So. So, but anyway, going back to, you know, the interview at the hand, uh, you know, Chad, again, you've mentioned you've worked with business. Uh, you know, your background is uh, you have a major in business. Uh, so I have to then ask you in this case, um, did the, like, with you being so knowledgeable in business, in the business aspect, uh, how, what kind of advice can you give to other promoters, other business, you know, partners, other, you know, organizations? What kind of things that you can, can you tell them to say, hey, you're doing this wrong, do this instead? Yeah, for me, it's, you know, you have to still go with that old school mentality of you still have to hang posters and flyers and, and work at towns with the street team, which I think a lot of people now that social media is so big, a lot of people are like abandoning the street teams and doing the flyers and stuff like that. And not every, not everybody uses the internet. So if you walk in, if you walk into your little supermarket and there's there's a poster, you know, let's just use that as an example. If you see if you put a poster in the Spanish restaurant of Alberto Del Rio in Pentagon, and those people didn't get to see it on social media, you already have a captive audience. And I think a lot of people are missing out on that. 
uh, always listen, you know, always listen to the fans. You know, the fans are always going to ask for a lot and different things and just, just gauge the fans though. You know, a lot of people are asking for the same thing. It's, it's going to be a value then, you know, just, just small things well, like that. Yeah. And that's so true. Thing. And, and Donna just sent over another idea. She says homicide and Mercedes Uh-oh. Martinez. <laughs> homicide and hey, who? Mercedes Mercedes Martinez. Mercedes Martinez. Ah, okay. Uh, Chad, it looks Good like job, Donna. Donna should be hired as one of your bookers for this King and Queen uh-huh. tournament. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. Uh, now. Yeah, and you mentioned great points as far as the flyering the town because we had Mr. Philip Stamper here on the show a second ago uh, talking about how important it is to be sending out your product to, like, the radio shows, to the TV channels, to to so on and so forth, working with your local environment, not just social media. So I'm pretty much understanding this, that you're agreeing with us uh, with that statement. Yeah, Absolutely. Also, I just thought of something, too. Any promoters that are going down to WrestleCon, there's there's actually uh, a promoter's conference. I think it's called Butts and Seats. I think it's called uh, during WrestleCon. You know, I, I'm going to take advantage of it. I think you know, any promoter who's down there, you know, even if you learn something or you don't learn something or you just connect with somebody, you know, I think that's a great place to go to that, to that uh, meeting. So, and my last question for you, Chad, is is basically, and Russell Kahn, I think uh, Chad and I deserve a royalty check for that plug. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Uh, but basically, I'm uh, not Chad, kidding. my final question. Uh, basically, uh, my final question for uh, for this uh, interview is is that I know your home is with SWF. That is your home. That's your home organization. But you also partner to help out other organizations, just like you're, you're partnering up for here in Orlando on March 30th, which, uh, you know, myself and Christina will be hosting the pre-show mm-hmm. at the Downtown Beatdown, which you're going to be there with Daya and uh, formerly mm-hmm. known as Sexy Star, Duce Garcia. Mm-hmm. Is there any promotion out there, just like I asked uh, Mr. Stamper, is there any promotion out there that one day you want to say, hey, I want to work with this organization too? So financially, I'm uh, 100% tied with SWF, but business relationships and developing relationships, I'm open to work with every single promotion except for uh, a certain one, of course. But everybody else is, you know, I want to develop the best indie wrestling we possibly can, you know, because there is WWE has no competition. So we, as a collective group, have to work together and do things together. Agreed. I think this is the the moment that uh, uh, because Johnny Gargano before he was signed, he uh, <coughs> he uh, said that he denied a WWE contract at one time just because he thought that the independence was being wiped out. So he was refusing to sign a contract because he wanted to save the Indies uh, mm-hmm. until he recently just signed, which is understandable, but. You know, I feel like now is that wake-up call that the independent companies need to say, hey, now we have to breed our talent like now. We have to bring out our talent and show them that even though the Chris Heroes, the Johnny Garganos, the Tommaso Champions, even though they're, they're gone, we still have some great local talents here. So mm-hmm. would you agree on that? Yeah, absolutely. You know, 
there's so many wrestling schools out there and stuff like that that talent is always going to keep establishing and, and WWE can only hold so many talents and they're going to release the talents and sign talents or release talents and it's the same cycle so there's always going to be a huge amount of talent available and, and, and the growth of talent hmm so alright well basically um <laughs> uh, Donna says by the way for she oh, says no, and I quote I got <laughs> Yeah, she she says, I got you, Chad. Hit me up. <laughs> I'm just passing on the message. So, oh, okay. Uh, but basically, um, uh, Raymond, our cue card guy, wants to know if you would ever want to work with uh, BCW uh, that's actually out of, uh, I believe, New York and is ran by uh, people like Anthony I, Cole. Yeah. And, yeah, I know them. I've, I think ahead. I've messaged them once or twice to talk and – yeah, absolutely. Absolutely would be open. Awesome. So there, there you go, uh, Raymond. Uh, you know, Chad Mines might be visiting a local BCW show soon. Uh, hey, are you, would you be interested possibly? Because I know you're busy, uh, Chad, but would you be open Always. to show up <laughs> next, next week to their one-year anniversary? Uh, what day is it? It's, uh, Christina, is it uh, next uh, Saturday or Friday? Friday. Friday. Next Friday. Next Friday. I am definitely unavailable next Friday, but I will, I'll get there to another show though for sure. Awesome. Well, there you go. A little uh, cross promoting there. Uh, Chad of the <laughs> SWF to uh, Peter Rosado of the uh, BCW. You're welcome, guys. Yeah. So anyway, uh, Chad, I thank you so very much for coming on the show. You, you know, you spoke a lot about your your background in business and and of course how your son motivated you to enter the business and and et cetera, et cetera. So I thank you very much for your time, Christina. Do you have any last comments for Mr. Mines? Just you know, thank you for being on the show and definitely giving insight <clears throat> to a particular part of the business that we usually don't have on our show because usually we have workers and stuff. So you know, I. Thank you, you know, for your insight and, you know, being able to, to share your story. I appreciate it. No, I appreciate it. It's my pleasure. All right, Chad. So uh, to now do your plugs, of course, when is the next upcoming SWF show? How can fans follow you on social media, you know, just to make sure that they're up and to date with every company you're working with, including SWF? And on top of that, uh, you know, where can they contact you in case they want to do some sort of business with you? Absolutely. So uh, uh, on Facebook at SWF Wrestling 24-7. That's actually Twitter. My apologies. Facebook is at SWF Live, and our website is SWFPro.com. On Facebook, you can just get me at Chad Minnis. You can message me on there. Uh, as far as upcoming shows, next Saturday we're in Totowa, New Jersey, uh, with the Sandman, Tommy Dreamer. We're doing Greg the Hammer Valentine versus Tito Santana, the Patriot Gene Snitsky uh, from Ring of Honor, Rhett Titus, Rude Boy Riley, and Too Hot Ski Steve Scott. Uh, March 4th, we'll be at the big event with Sexy Star, Ty Apple, James, Melissa Santos, and TJ Marconi. And then that night, we have a show uh, called Genesis. Uh, and that's going to feature the great colleague, Shelly Martinez, as well as all of our guests from the big event. And all of our, awesome. all of our tickets are available on SWFPro.com. 
Awesome. And, Chad, I cannot wait to meet you on March 30th uh, when we work together at the Super Show in downtown Beatdown. Uh, and on top of that, uh, you know, hey, we'll work something out for June. Absolutely. Sounds great. Yeah, so so for Orlando, visit uh, Orlando City Wrestling. Uh, that's their uh, That's the promotion down there. Yep, I cannot wait for that show. That is going to be a tremendous show. And on top of that, guys, make sure that you always tune in for the next couple of weeks where you could actually meet a meet and greet, a complimentary meet and greet with two of Lucha Underground's top stars, formerly known as Sexy Star, Dulce Garcia and Daya. So thank you very much for your time, Chad. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Have a great night, Chad. Talk to you soon. You too, man. See ya. All right. Bye-bye. All right, Christina, that was Chad Mines of the SWF. What a great, humble individual. Uh, I couldn't be more happier of today's episode. We've learned a lot. Oh, I could could not agree any more with you, George. I thought it was definitely a fantastic evening of great conversation and a lot of insight and, and inspiration. To anyone's listening, I feel like that's what they got out of this. And even some fun fantasy booking for the Kings and Queens tournament. Oh, yeah. I, I, I wish I could be there for that one. But to be honest with you, Christina, between you and I, I'd rather be at the uh, the Pentagon versus uh, Alberto the Rio show. I, I, that, that match just blew me away. I mean, I'm not going to pick and choose. I'll take anything. <laughs> Well, by all means, Jersey, Reality Check Radio is coming. Uh, Now, guys, I also want to mention, if you're talking about inspiration, make sure you tune in next week, uh, next Monday, when we're back, Christina and I, and we're going to be talking to one inspirational woman in this business. Literally, she has been doubted everywhere she's been. Listen to this. She's been told that she's too heavy for TNA. She's been told that she's too she's not the type that the WWE looks for at the time and she continues to do what she loves. And on top of that, she just came back from a WWE tryout after all those doubts when she gave a rebirth to her own wrestling career and is now a woman of honor. We are going to be welcoming Miss Kennedy Brink next Monday. That is going to be one hell of an inspirational interview. Uh, as she comes on here and talks about her trials, her tribulations, her downs, her ups, this is going to be one hell of an interview, Christina. I definitely cannot wait. So, guys, tune in next Monday to hear all about it, and I'll see you guys next week. All right, guys. Well, guys, for everyone out there, thanks for tuning in. Make sure you call in next week for the chance to win. For everyone here on Reality Check Radio, I want to say take care, good night, and stay real. Good night, folks. Thank you all for joining us. Remember to come back next Monday at 6 p.m. right here on Block Talk Radio and get your dose of Reality Check.